Welcome to the Planet Argon podcast. Today we have Gary, Carlos, Allison, and Robbie. Today we wanted to kind of introduce you to a few of our favorite tools that we've been using in our design and development efforts and kind of start a conversation with the community so they can learn a little bit more about us and what we do here. So today why don't we first start off with a little bit of the some of the, the tools that we've been recently using and um, kind of came up with a quick list of things that we've been using in a few recent projects for our clients and for our in, on internal projects and thought we would kind of share some of those. So one of the first things we wanted to kind of talk about was uh, kind of related to authentication and role management in Ruby on Rails applications. So I think recently Gary over the last few months has been pushing us to start using another We've been historically using Access Authenticated for several years, but recently Gary came across another tool that he wanted to kind of talk about. Yeah, AuthLogic is a pretty neat gem. It's been around for a while now. Um, I think um, for some videos uh, going around on, I think there's a Railscast for it. It's uh, one of the things I really like about it is that it keeps all the authentication code outside of your application and incorporating it into your application uh, happens very quickly. It's, it's pretty light, but also very powerful. That's, uh, that was one of, that's the, that's AuthLogic that was created by Ben Johnson, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think you can find that on GitHub as well. So I know, um, what I, I think we've been using that quite a bit now in a couple of our projects. I think it's easier um, to extend uh, into than RESTful authentication was, at least uh, that's why in my experience like you can you can easily extend um, auth logic to use open ID authentication as well as path password authentication and looking at the github page you can also use um, stuff like LDAP Facebook connect uh, OAuth which you can use with uh, Twitter authentication that's what that's the protocol they use is OAuth and Pam which is a Unix thing yeah. I'm sorry, I think I misunderstood. I, I said Access Authenticated, and Gary's reminding me that it was RESTful Authentication that we had been using for quite a while. But um, yeah, I think we're starting, to, we're working on an internal product that we're hoping to release in the, in the near future, kind of targeted towards the Ruby on Rails community, which you'll soon see, hopefully. And um, we are looking at finally using OpenID on a project, because most of the projects that we've worked on, we've never needed to use OpenID, because it doesn't really fit our client's demographics very well. And, We've had our own usability type concerns about OpenID, but we're giving it a try on one project. So, and see, there's some other tools we've been using recently, such as this with our um, testing framework, and it kind of comes back to fixtures and versus using, um, you know, you know, we're using fixtures or whatever. And I think we've been using quite a bit of. Um, I know that Gary and Carlos have been using uh, Machinist and Faker quite a bit, which are two gems available to kind of help up um, with our testing process so yeah they've worked out pretty well for us um, there are a few libraries hanging around that do a similar thing to machinist like, like there is factory girl um, and object daddy okay and of the free machinist seemed the most simple to pick up and so we gave our go on a couple of our projects and now it's our sort of tool of choice in the past we I mean it's been a long time since we've ever used fixtures but then we went uh, the route of having kind of valid attributes uh, hashes uh, when we were writing a lot of our specs. But now this seems um, a really ideal, quick way to do um, to kind of write test data. Does I, I can't remember? Does Machinist work with 
uh, other testing frameworks, or is it only RSpec specific? Because I know we're, we're using it for RSpec. That's I've, our testing framework I've heard of, of people using it with Shitta, as far as I'm aware. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. Um, I mean, hmm. we're using, as, as they mentioned, we're using RSpec, and I know other people are using just regular old test unit and Shitta, which we've used on one client project that already had Shitta, and that was an interesting um, experience. But we did. Ha we have actually picked out a few things that are kind of related to Shitta. That's what we're using the um, Remarkable Rails. Um, um, was that a gem or a plugin? I don't remember. But uh, there's some sure. nice, nice helpers for you know, matchers and such that makes it really easy to do validations and stuff in our models. And we've been quite happy with that. So, yeah. We um, if you haven't taken a chance to look at Machinist or Faker, highly recommend that. Um, who were those created by? That's oh. I think. Pete Yandel, um, Ben Curtis. Yeah, that's right. And Ben Curtis, if you're listening out there, I think I sent you a pull request on GitHub for some f updates to Faker, so you might consider accepting those. All right, uh, moving on. Um, let's talk about a little bit of design topics. So um, historically, when it comes to uh, HTML and CSS, we're not, we're not really big on HAML, for example, and so we, we still like to just go with HTML with our ERB sprinkled in there. But with CSS, we've always kind of just stuck just writing our CSS by hand as well. But I think Allison recently um, discovered something that I think she's been quite happy using, so. Uh, yeah, less um, is fantastic. Um, I was always a little hesitant. <laughs> I never really got excited about um, Hamel and SAS, um, and you know, eventually I decided to to give something like this a try. And less was really uh, appealing to me just because it was a little bit more <clears throat> simple uh, to use. And at first, I thought, you know, I wouldn't really uh, really want to use a lot of the different uh, things that that are available with it. But I'm really finding myself using the, you know, the variables of the operations quite a bit more than I originally uh, originally anticipated and and now I'm at the point where going back to working with regular CSS uh, is almost a headache um, <laughs> because less has made it you know so much easier um, but it's been really great it's allowed me to get the grid system pulled out of the HTML and into the CSS and yeah I, I love it um, so definitely check that out uh, lesscss.org um, was created by <clears throat> Alexi Sellier and Dmitry Fadiev, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing any of those <laughs> names, but thank you, it's been fantastic. Now, how would you, uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at SAS or anything, but I know a lot of people in the community talk about SAS and Haml as being like, kind of like the tools of choice. And I mean, um, when the little bit I, I've played with SAS in the past, it seemed like it was a little bit more structured than, it was a little bit less CSS-like. Right. I think. The one thing I like about less is that it tends to be more similar to traditional CSS, and so it, there was less of a learning curve. Um, it's kind of like CSS the way it could be. Right, it right. Is. It's like CSS, you know, on, I don't know, on something good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll leave that to um, the, the audience's uh, imagination. But uh, I think one of the things I like about less so far is that with uh, it's not really Ruby on Rails specific either. So I mean, if you're using a, you know PHP or .NET or whatever, you can um, you could be using a less to um, to compile your CSS files as well. So I mean, it's just a Ruby gem you install. So you need at least Ruby to download the the gem to run the the little compiler. But it's pretty much not um, you don't you're not really locked into Ruby on Rails at all. So it's a nice little way to generate CSS 
in general. So, as, I think a, a, as a designer, are you worried about the CSS that it's generating? Um, not really. <laughs> um, it's no, not really. I mean, honestly, I, I've looked at the output, and I'm not. You know, it can definitely be cleaned up a little bit, but I know that stuff that they're still working on. Um, but for the most part, I haven't ha I haven't run into any actual problems with the generated CSS. So, yeah. I think one of the, the ways I kind of look at it now is that like the CSS file is almost like a binary file. Like, just don't mm -hmm. even look at it. Just as long as it's running and working, it's it's, it's an abstraction. Yeah, exactly. Right. You, we don't want to code in you know assembly language anymore. We we want to code in Ruby and higher you know higher programming languages. Why why do we still try to code? CSS by hand, why can't we just, you know, abstract that out into, into higher uh, language? Right. Exactly. So, I mean, and one of the other nice things I think with Less is it provides a little watcher daemon so that when you're playing, you're, when you're, I'm saying playing with it, but when you're writing Less, it'll automatically, every time you save the file, it'll automatically write the CSS file. So by the time you go look in your browser and reload the page, it's the CSS file has been uploaded. So we haven't actually de deployed that out to production yet to a, like a production environment. That's something we're going to be working on with our you know our Capistrano scripts or whatever to generate that CSS file. So, but all right. So I think there's another designer tool that Allison recently discovered as oh, well. Yeah, I'll me I'll mention this one real quick. Um, but for for any of those uh, sort of uh, graphics you need to create that are that are text-based, um, headers or, you know, or whatever, I definitely recommend recommend checking out Texturize. It's um, a little command line utility uh, built by Thomas Fuchs. He was the creator of Scriptaculous and Prototype originally, and so. Yeah, it's it's a little command line uh, tool to, to generate these images, and it's, you know, it's great. You can control the, the font that you use, the colors, um, the file name, the background colors, all, all of that sort of stuff, and it just outputs um, a file uh, for you, and it's really, yeah, really great. It's Mac yeah, it only. Is Mac only. It is Mac only because it uses the uh, Mac's um, font rendering engine, which is better than um, Photoshop and, and other stuff. So yeah, yeah, Thomas had like a couple of screenshots in a blog post that it showed various outputs comparing Photoshop to uh, Texturize, and this right. was much cleaner. And yeah. So I was pretty impressed so far with it. Yeah. So we're able to kind of automate some of our generation of graphics. Yeah, it's been really quick so for thank me. You. It makes it easy. Thank you, Thomas, for mm -hmm. that. So check out texturize.org. Ruby on Rails code audits. And so we, we work on pretty large projects usually, So and we can't always work on all the projects that come across um, at least come across my desk that people want us to potentially work on. But we do are able to help companies on their projects by kind of evaluating the current health of their applications. So as I mentioned, we do code audits. And what we did decided to do was um, for the rest of the year, because our project world is a little lighter for the rest of the year because we're working on some project stuff and it's going to slow down a little bit in the winter, we decided that we would allow ourselves to work on approximately two code audits a week. So we decided the way to make that work would be that we would keep them limited to what we call an eight-hour code audit. So if you have a Rails application and you're looking to have that reviewed by some people that have been working with Ruby on Rails for almost five years, you might give us a call. So anyways, um, yeah, so we talked about some gems and various, various tools that we use on the design and development side. And if you're going to be at RubyConf, we look forward to meeting you. And thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye.